Hello, friends, and welcome to To The Point, the home services podcast that focuses on marketing and operational solutions to help you get better. Because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Now, let's cut through the bullshit and get to the point. What's up? To The Point Home Services Podcast listeners, it's your host, your boy, Chris Yano, also CEO of Rhino Strategic Solutions, in case you didn't know, now you know, a digital marketing company for home services since 2008, and I've got my boy looking fresh in that press shirt, blue shirt, back in the office, not at home with his four kids, kicked himself out of quarantine, into the office, my co-host, Mr. Tall, Paul, my friend, what's up, brother? Yano, my man. Hey, let me make it very clear. I did not um, volunteer to come here today. My wife has had it with <laughs> hearing about Rhino and to the point and all that. She wanted me to relocate from the kitchen in the office in the bedroom to my my office. So I'm here. I'm like the only one here. And you know my rule: no dollar, no collar. No collar, no dollar. No that's collar, it. No so dollar. that's why the press shirt. Thank you very much. So this was a mandatory relocation for you. <laughs> It was. Yeah. She sent me a text that said she feels bad about how good it feels to have me out of the house. (laughs) Corey, I hear you. Shout out to Corey. Well, anyhow, listen, uh, super excited for our guest today. Um, actually I've known of this gentleman for a while. Um, started an amazing company that has done fantastic things, grown, had huge growth, um, but didn't come without its issues along the way too. But, um, I've been able to kind of see, uh, the growth of this company because we're both located in Phoenix, Arizona, which is where um, he started the company. But um, I recognize the name mainly because it's been in my face a lot, which means the marketing and the advertising has worked. So um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to our guest. But before that, I'm going to I'm going to tee him up a little bit, um, give him the uh, credit where credit is due. So our guest is the CEO of A1 Garage Door Service, uh, A1 Garage Door Service, Inc., which is like in 10 different states now, something like that. Um, also the author of a book, you might have heard of it, called Home Service Millionaire. Um, and as well as, there it is, booyah, um, as well as the podcast host of a kick-ass podcast called the Home Service Expert Podcast. Um, we've had multiple of people of the same guests on our show. Um, he runs with the right crowd, same crowd I run with, so we're like we're like inadvertently brothers already, didn't even know. Got another brother today. Um, but I want to introduce our guest, my man, Mr. Tommy Mello. What's up, brother? What's up? Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, Chris. Dude, I'm super stoked. So I've listened to a lot of your podcasts. Um, and, and let me just tell you this, our paths have crossed a couple times and I'll tell you what's, what's ironic is, um, we had, um, you've had, uh, Ken Goodrich, you have got on your podcast before, as well as Michael E. Gerber from the E-Myth and, um, so I read, just like you, the Emoth Revisited in 2007 when I was trying to figure out how to run a fucking business. I had no idea. So I read that book. Now, was that, if I, if I was, I think I was listening to one of the podcasts with, with Michael and you had said that you read the book in 07 or 08, one of those two. I read, for me, it was 07. Was that about right? Yeah, yeah. So that was the first book my CPA, who's still with me, said, get your shit together. <laughs> this is the book. And it wasn't on, you know, it was starting out. It was like, Hey, it was like, it was like the Bible. And then yeah. he handed me a few more books after that. Yeah. Well, Ken's read that book like 572 times. 34, I think. Yeah. yeah somewhere crazy. around there. He's read that, read that book a ton. 
Um, but it was really cool to have both um, Ken and Michael in and um, right out of the gate, I'm talking like the tip of us starting the podcast, I made a mistake that I will never, ever forget and make again. And the mistake I made was saying that they were going to share tips and tricks. When I said that, hey, Ken Goodrich and Michael Lee Gerber are going to share tips and tricks, uh, Gerber went into about a minute and a half long session of just busting my balls and telling me that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I was dumb for saying that because only stupid people would say tips and tricks. I'm talking straight up right in my face. That's how we kicked off the podcast. So I had to sit there. Owned you. I had to sit there and eat shit for a solid minute and a half. And then Ken, thank God, comes to my rescue and says, well, what should he have said, Michael? He said, knowledge and wisdom. So never again have I actually messed that up. But if you look on Google, Google offers tips and tricks, I'm just saying. So I like it. Knowledge and wisdom. I'll take a note of that. I, I got, he said he needed hot, hot water when he was in here with me. So I said, <laughs> okay, I got it. He goes, this isn't hot enough. <laughs> so I went and got it really hot. He took it there when he left, not a sip of the hot water. <laughs> and I mean, we, we, we got lemons for him. He needed a lemon. And I'll tell you this, he can get whatever he wants. What he's done in his life, he deserves everything that he wants at this point. Yeah, so. certainly. And you're equal, you're grateful as him, you know, grateful for him as I am. I mean, it was certainly helpful for me when I was just trying to figure things out because all I was was an internet marketing nerd and, and I was just trying to learn how to run a business, you know, and, and that book was certainly helpful and somebody recommended it to me and, um, it was just a cool moment for me to kind of bring my two worlds together with Ken and the HVAC and plumbing space. And then Michael with Emith. it was a pretty cool moment for me as I'm guessing it probably was for you. Huge. Yep. So I want to get into this, man. Now, uh, first and foremost, um, you had the, uh, the home service millionaire, the book. When did you, when did you actually write that book? Like, or I should say, when did you put it out? Because when you, when you, if I uh, listen to one of your podcasts, you'd mention there was one point when you, when you had wrote it, that you were kind of think like you held off on it because you weren't really satisfied with, with how it was originally. Is that, am I right? Yeah. So I got it right here on my bookshelf. So this was the original version and it's got a bunch of pictures in it. I don't know if you guys could see. I but, can. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I had my buddy Al Levy read it and he said, you know, this is awesome, dude. Great book. He said, but it could be better. He said, I want, I want the gal that I work with to take a peek and give you some ideas. And so what happened was I decided to get 12 co-authors with it. Everybody from Ara, the CEO of, of Service, Service Titan, Titan yeah. to Al Levy wrote about manuals and Alan Rohr wrote about financial quick check and raising your prices and how to price right. And Darius Levers talked about financing and I talked about service agreements, how to sell your company. You know, the thing is, is there's all kinds when you get to be a hundred employee plus you're kind of in your own world. There's not a lot of books you're going to read that are going to be, it, it, it really, you start to have departments and stuff, but this book is really for anybody with 10 technicians and they're like, they need to learn where to focus on. You got to figure out your why I talk about a lot of the stuff, Simon Sinek. Yeah, um, there's just so much in the book that I've learned as well. Like stupid things. Like I go on Yelp when I hire somebody put in their email address. And if it's always one star reviews, you know, they're very critical. So what are they going to do about your company? Right. They're going to bitch about it and probably say, smart, you know, so, so we do all these little things, these little hacks and they're not tricks. It's actually knowledge and wisdom that I share. In the book. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Dare you? No, that's awesome. Well, I think it's great. Right. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Um, it is on my agenda to read and not in here. Not that it, 
the reason why is anytime I've had enough guests who have actually read the book too, I feel like I've read more books in the last two years. Paul can attest to this. I've read more books than ever. And I know you're an avid reader, man. Like I'm not, Oh yeah. but I, I, I've only read a handful of books, but I'm reading more and more and I'll be damned if I'm not learning more as I read them. Well, so, you know what? Get audible. Listen to me. I, I narrated it myself. Listen to it a little bit fast. And, you know, skip the thing is about audible, you get something like you hear about the, uh, uh, you know, the 80, 20 rule. Well, I know about the 80, 20 rule. It's in every book. It's in the four hour work week. It's in 80, you know, so skip that chapter and finding your wife. You read Simon Sinek, oh, yeah. you know, finding your wife that, that skip that chapter. But, you know, you take one gold nugget. The rule of thumb is take one gold nugget and apply it. The difference is, is the reason why I like applied calculus over calculus. Calculus is theory mostly. Applied is how do I use it in my normal life? Uh, it didn't really help me out in the garage <laughs> industry. But, but, you know, just apply one thing from it. And readers are leaders. If you remember that, if you continue to fill your brain, listen to podcasts, read books, listen to books, go visit the place you want to see. You'll become a better leader, a better business owner, and a happier person. Yeah, man, I'm constantly chasing, trying to be, trying to be, better in, in different ways. And, and, um, and I do a lot of different things and I push myself often. And, and for me, you know, um, running Rhino or doing to the point for me is fun. So it's not work for me. It's fun. I enjoy these things. It's what fulfills me. Um, so I want to, um, go ahead and let our, uh, help tee up our listeners for your credibility. So if you would tell me beyond like the book and the podcast and those things, clearly you've, you I mean, you have, I mean, you read a shitload of stuff. You've got a ton of knowledge in there too, but you've also done a lot of impressive things and you built this thing from one state to 10 States. Uh, but let's go ahead and, and, and let our listeners know how the hell did you even get into this man? Like, cause I know when I went to internet marketing, no way that I think I was going to get into the trade. So I'm like, that wasn't even on my radar. It was just take as many customers as I can and build this business. But now here I am 12 years later, only focusing on the trade. So I got sucked into it. I've got my story, but I always like to know when a guest comes on, what's your story? How did you get into, I mean, you, cause you're in the group, you started in the garage business. Like, how did you get in there, man? Like get, tee that up, tee that up for me. Yeah. So, so at first I, I did the, this only thing a guy that's younger than 18 does is start mowing lawns and, and shoveling snow to make money. And then the first thing I did when I moved out here, 17, 18 years old to Arizona from Michigan, was I started doing landscaping. Well, I'm allergic to grass, so that didn't work out very well. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Me too. I knew yeah. we were brothers. Damn See, Michigan. Brothers from, from Michigan, place. I'm allergic to grass. And I cut it all the time. I mean, I've got stories I used to. So a buddy of mine took me on and said, you, sh you need to be a specialist. You need to get water conservation analysis. So I'd figure out how to put drip systems in, fix sprinkler heads. I started to really make a specialty out of it. And then my buddy saw me making a lot of money, bartending, slaying and bow flexes, bought them on Craigslist, sold them in Arizona <laughs> Republic. Uh, I total gyms, you name it. I was making, I mean, I was making money and, uh, but it was, it was work. If I wasn't doing the work, it wasn't being done. You know, the e-myth. And, uh, one of my buddies goes, do you know how to paint garage doors? I said, no. He goes, well, it pays really good. You should learn. So I hired a painter. I said, you're going to paint the first three. You're going to teach me how to paint. So he taught me how to paint. I bought my first Magnum five from Home Depot. I didn't, there's a long story about that, but I got to the point where I could paint 10 doors a day, hundred bucks a door, thousand bucks thousand on a bucks Saturday a or Sunday. Nice. I mean, I taped the thing up. I was just, I was a whiz at it and I never got callbacks. I mean, I was really, really good. And then I said, there's more to this garage door thing. So my buddy started working for the buddy that I just told you about him. He was making 80, 90 grand in 2006, 
uh, as a technician. So we got into business, realized I don't know crap about business, and I was working in it every day. I was the the accountant, you know, every single thing. And uh, I became fascinated with sales and marketing over the years. And in 2010, we separated, um, hence the, uh, you know, the $50,000 in debt. This came out in 2018. <laughs> you know, now we're, we're, we're leaning, uh, our goal here without growth is about 55 million this year. Congrats, man. But the difference is 15 to 20% profit. See, before... Uh, Forget top line. That's what every guy brags about. They always brag and they say, you know, someone on the podcast and I can't narrow it down, but, and I say it all the time, like it's my own, but profit or, or, or revenue is for vanity and profit is for sanity. So, <laughs> you know, ultimately I've learned a lot more about keeping money. We've got a lot of millions in the bank. Now I got about 15,000 downloads a month on the podcast, 15 to 20,000, it fluctuates. Huge. I got my master's degree in business um, that I don't really use as much as I wish I could go back and do it again. Now that the business is where it's at because balance sheets, income statements, really understanding pivot tables. And I, I dive deep into it, but I, I could be better at everything. Uh, but I have an absolute fascination with marketing and sales. And I forced myself into operations I love technology. I love automation. I, I counted yesterday. We have 43 softwares we're running. You got to think we're using plugins. Uh, I use text messaging automation, handwritten letters. I use so much software. Zapier is my best friend. We're like brothers. <laughs> me and Zapier, so. I'll bet. So yeah, you know, I just have fun with it. And every day, like you said, you don't work. Because to me, work is fun. I, I'm business and pleasure. So if I go out of the state, I'm visiting one of our places. I'm still taking the guys out, having a blast with them. So you grew this thing from you. Well, I let's once you once you split and it was you, you grew this thing now. Like I was saying, you're in, and I want to make sure I get this right. You're in ten different states now, right? I think I think it's twelve, and um, and it's about to be seventeen here <laughs> in the next four months. And it's not a franchise model. Like these are your locations. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I don't. I'm the single owner, but I'm working on phantom shares. Uh, I, I do believe that. Uh, I believe that that to keep the amazing team I have and make them happy, they should have a goal to raise the value of the business. And like I said, you start with the end. If you want to get to a billion, what's your average technician? How many technicians do you need to get to that? Yeah, and now, how do you make that many technicians? And it was, it's a dream. Get it onto a whiteboard. Get that into paper. And then have people sign off. I got all these steps of delegation and processes. It's so much fun. I, I can't even tell you guys. Like people think I'm freaking nuts, but I'm not married and I don't have kids, so that that helps. But potentially, I'm 37. Uh, I'm just going to be an old dad. <laughs> you, you threw around a word that doesn't get used lightly. The B word. You said billion. So. I know you're not a vanity guy and you're not just throwing that word around. We talked about this on the pre on our kind of conversation before you have a path to get to a billion dollars. Break that down for us a little bit. Well, what you got to do is you got to really look at how, how do you get the most out of everything? It's a basic formula for success is I look at where do you want to be? Then I look at what's your average ticket. Then I look at how many tickets could a guy run in a day. Then I look at conversion rate from face to face. Then I look at conversion rate in your call center. Then I look for cost per acquisition. Now, 
I'm very, very fortunate. You guys are specialists in plumbing, HVAC, and electrical. You guys know Ken Goodrich. You guys know all the big boys out there. You've got Ken Haynes. You've got the Wrench Group. You've got all these different companies that are buying out conglomerates. You've got private equity coming in through the yin-yang. There's not a lot of that going on right now in the garage door business. So I'm kind of a unicorn. And I go and I look at it, and it's kind of like uh, Home Depot moving in next to an Ace Hardware. Uh, And I'm saying that in a way because – Look, I, I don't know if you guys know who Matthew Woodward is, but we talk to him twice a month about our SEO um, on new, 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 new technology, new things happening. We've got about 20 softwares we run just to do competitive analysis, GMB, citation site. Uh, right now, Service Titan's building in to the Google My Business to be able, or the Google Local Services to book calls. We've got capacity planning. What really separates us is the technology. And Start with the end in mind to get to a billion. The biggest thing that I find is it's hard to create great employees. So now we do the PI uh, predictive index. We are doing a ride along form. I I wish I had it up right now, but we just had 10 guys fly out yesterday and, and I would love to tell you everything's perfect, but through this whole Corona thing, shit happens and you can't plan for stuff. We're, We're fortunate to be hiring right now. And uh, we kind of had some issues. And I said, never again. I said, that's not systematized. We didn't build it into a standard operating procedure. So we're building out Zoho. Zoho, the minute we hit hire, is going to send out 50 emails, apartment check, vehicle, get the wrap, get the vehicle. There's 80 things that have to happen for the vehicle. Then what's got to happen is their plane ticket. Then they got to fly home in the middle of it on the six weeks. Then they got to get their tools. Then they got to get their Surewinder for the Wine Springs. We've got... I mean, if you guys seen the system, we hit a button, accountability, everybody's there, every interview in the Zoom's recorded. And now it's like, and this will be set up by next Friday. Dude, I gotta come this down is and what check I that do. out. Before I would have said, ooh, let's find an employee. Let's find the perfect person. Let's find somebody. No, 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 no. It's all in a system, accountability. And there's one owner of each project. To say there's three people, then guess what? Oh, you see this going on. So, you know, ultimately... It's not a question of if I'm going to, unless I die, we're going to do a billion dollars in revenue and we're going to hit 20%. And here's a little secret. 20% of a billion is 200 million. I'll be at 15 <laughs> times multiple. That's a $3 billion. You know, I can give two shits. I live in one of my apartments. I got it. I drive a 2012 Nissan Titan with a selfish title with 130,000 miles. The scariest thing about me is I don't care about money. So you come into my world. I just know one thing. I'm going to leave a legacy and no one's going to be able to touch because I don't care. Come at me. I don't care. <laughs> Hit me down. You can't take anything because I don't have anything. You can take the building. You can take my apartments. You can take my old truck. But it's scary to go against a guy that has nothing to lose. I don't have a big house. I don't have a family. What's that? I said rack the collar. That was unbelievable. (laughs) Great job. But but even earlier, back to the billion, because I'm kind of hung up on that. Because again, that word has not been brought up. You did have a simple formula. You said you need this much. You need this many people. 1,800 techs. And so to get to 1800 techs, you need to think about how do I hire this many techs? Well, how do I put, so right now we've got a thing. You're going to love this because Gary Vanderchuk and, and all of his Russell Brunson, there's a thing called click funnels. Click funnels is not even heard of in the home service space. So here's what we got click funnels. We've got this huge syndicator. It syndicates all over every job forum out there. Starts there. Then we post on every single social media site, a lot of Facebook, a lot of Instagram. We build these, Lures, we test it though. We're working with a guy named Dennis Yu, the best in the industry at Facebook. 
It goes to ClickFunnels, which he's not setting up. I got another guy setting that up. I've got a guy that does skip tracing. I got so anyway, it goes to ClickFunnels and then it goes in to the the ClickFunnels page. You got the sales page. It's a long sales letter, page number two. And I know I'm going off course here, but I want to explain because the most important thing is you need two things. You need technicians to run the calls and you need the phone calls, which is the marketing, which yep. is your guys' yep. up your alley. So it hits the ClickFunnels. There's a sales page and then it's got a smart form. It's an eligibility form. Then if you pass through that, then it goes to the personality index and then it does an automated interview. So I don't want to have to screen 500 sure. people on a calendar. Miserable. Automated interview. Boom. We say yes or no. Then it goes in and it gets, it's all in Calendly. It sets up the first interview and it's, the thing is the processes now, there's no such thing as a COO. It's a CTO. That's a technology officer. Technology runs operations. And I talked to you guys in the home service space and these guys, I'm telling you right now, you're in business to be profitable, a billion dollars. So I know as many technicians as I need. And the hard part is not getting jobs. I'm overbooked in every market. Right now we're booked out three days. SEO, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, pay-per-click, Google, Google logo services, Google my business pages. That's just Google. Right. I've got a canvassing team. I was on an hour long talk yesterday with uh, Sam Taggart. He's huge in the canvassing. No one's ever heard of canvassing for HVAC or plumbing or electrical, or maybe a little bit, but no, not garage doors. So we're going to set up a canvassing team right now. I'll just add one thing. Cause I know you got questions, but how could I get a hold of those million dollar buyers? I got a guy that spends a million dollars a year with me. Right? So right now I've got ways to pull the data, skip trace them, get a hold of them, send them a handwritten letter, get a hold of them on social media, retarget them, pixel them. So ultimately I'm in front of their face all day, every day. They're getting voicemail blast, text messages, you name it. They're going to book an appointment with me for a free lunch. I'm going to send them a, uh, Uber Eats. They're going to get, and then I'm just going to say, hey, I ordered you lunch. Jump on a Zoom call with me. Let me get a chance. Let me tell you a little bit about us. But more importantly, I want to hear about you. Chris, tell me a little bit about your business. I know what's important to you. You want it to be on time, great product, on budget, right? Give me the chance to bid your next property, your next big project. And I promise you, we won't only let you down, but I'm going to give you my personal cell phone. If it doesn't come up to your expectations, I'll fly out there or be out there myself. And I will. So the difference is figure out these million dollar clients, figure out all the smaller clients, which are the, the gravy clients. And uh, to me, it, a billion would have been five years ago to said that's crazy, that's ludicrous. But the fact is we're in our fetal stages. And I really think this year we could end up at 70 with some acquisitions and organic growth. Yeah, that's awesome. I know to Paul, that's, that's a, Long-winded answer. I'm a high-energy guy. I just had iced tea, so. <laughs> Was it sweet tea? SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Uh, it's actually an Arnold Palmer from Peter Jungle. Arnold Palmer, you know, have you have no idea how happy that just made our podcast producer, Kyle Davidson. He like lives on Arnold Palmer's all day long. He's drinking one right now. He just gave you a cheers. You can't see him, but he did give you a virtual cheers. 
No, awesome. No, really. All it, actually, it's it's great to hear that breakdown because you talked about being a systems guy. You read the email, like um, Ken's a systems guy. We since we were talking about Ken Goodrich, um, you have to have that in place to to actually not just visualize a billion, but understand how to get to that billion. Because it's easy to throw that number out there, the vanity number, but you have got to have a plan in place. And you gave us a nice breakdown of that. So I, I appreciated you doing that. Paul, did you have any anything? I mean, that was pretty solid. So I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to that. Or are you good? No, I love it. It goes back to math earlier. In that case, it's, you know, entry level algebra, <laughs> right? Instead of calculus. But uh, no, that's great, man. And I, I, I mean, ba- based on just your energy and your clarity around the systems, I have no reason to believe you wouldn't get there. Like, that's amazing. And you said five years is your is your roadmap, right? I think I built in a little buffer there. Ultimately, one of the things we've learned from the HVAC is turnovers. Uh, one of the things, I mean, Ken's taught me a lot. The nice thing is I surround myself with people that are better than me. My CFO, he went from a $20 million company. He grew it to $425 million. He works for me now, so he's been where we're going. We're going to support it past where he's been, but surround yourself with the people you want to be like. Read the books. They say take your five closest people, your wife, your best friend, your neighbor, Add their, add their income up, divide it by five, and they're usually within 20% of yours. But if you read a lot, if you hang out with people you want to be like, and I don't know how much Ken's worth it makes, but, but I try to get on the phone with him at least three times a week, uh, as well as about a dozen other good consultants. And I don't have a, uh, a group that I meet with regularly, like a board, Peer group but that is my board. I bounce things off. I think my biggest thing, if I had to compliment my, my, myself, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I'm not the, uh, most mathematical, best at technology. I'm the first one to ask for directions. I'm going to bounce things off of 10 people and hear their input. And I call everybody all the time. I'm on Facebook, I'm on podcasts <laughs> and I, I, it's about learning. It just, Absolutely. somebody says one thing and I'm like, holy shit, I take what they say. They say, I've done pretty good with this. And then I say, I'm going to freaking murder. I'm going to take <laughs> what you showed me and I'm going to do it a million times better. Love I'm going to take it and turn it into this huge thing. I mean, <sighs> I've done some stuff with SEO that you guys would have been like, I mean, there was a time where I had 5,000 websites. I had 25, <laughs> I had 25 people working in the Philippines, VAs. So, Well, listen, one thing that we left that we, that we left behind that I really want to address is um, the leverage point that you have. Um, because anytime you're going into negotiations with anything, it's obviously you want to have the leverage in it. Um, and you talk about how money doesn't, isn't, isn't the driver for you. Um, there's so much leverage in that. Um, and, and when you, I mean, obviously to hit that number, you like, you mentioned, you have to go through acquisitions, acu-hire type situations to get the bodies. You're going to go through multiples of those things. But the benefit again, is that you've got this leverage of not giving a shit about the money because in most acquisitions now you like, that is, that is the driver, you know, like where's my, what's my multiple going to be and, and multiples right now in, you know, in the, HVAC plumbing space are like at an all time high. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are kind of one selling right and left. Um, but it's interesting because you're so you're, you're high energy, but you're driven. And what makes you so, um, well, I guess what attracts me to you so much, man, and your energy, cause I'm a very high energy guy too, is the fact that you came out and said, I got a truck, a, a ton. You said you had a, a thunder, a Titan, you had a Titan, right? Toy, yeah, it's, 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 no, mine's a Nissan Titan. Titan, I got a Tundra. It's got a pilling hood on it, and uh, 
a little dent because of stupid uh, parking lot. But anyway. Yeah, but this is this, this <laughs> like, yeah, she, but you also mentioned the last piece of it being your legacy. And so if you've got those two L's, man, your legacy driving towards and leverage, and dude, like I, I'm anxious to watch it. I've seen what's happened over the short amount of time of, and I don't even like, we don't even know each other, but I know who, I know who you are. I know the business. Like I, I this morning I woke up, my wife's watching the news and what do I see? A fucking A1 commercial pop on the TV. Uh-huh. And I was like, son of a bitch. He knows he was listening to my Siri on my phone and better shut that off. Uh, hey, Chris, <laughs> Chris, didn't you have to get, didn't you have to get a garage door replaced like within the last year? So thanks for bringing it up, Paul. I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I did. And I don't know what happened. The damn garage door went down as I was driving out. And, uh, oh, yep. Yep. You, you hit it. That happened and all I hit the, the time. The door. So I didn't have to get it replaced. I had to get it repaired. but And then I had to have the house painted to, to make it not look like total shit. But yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up, Paul. Hopefully Anna doesn't listen to this and get pissed off all over again. <laughs> so let me segue into, um, you know, it, the, without question, man, you, you, you're a smart business mind, you know, um, and I, and I appreciate that about you. And, and a lot of things that you said, um, I value those same things. Um, if you're the smartest guy in the room, find a new fucking room. Like you got to go and find somebody smarter than you. And, and I've, I learned that I was equal. Like, I think you kind of were going talking about it. If, you know, if you're the median of your five closest friends, like, what does that look like? Um, I've constantly trying to make, you know, to, to understand how to run this company better, but not just the company, but just my business acumen, like doing acquisitions, you know, and thankfully I've had really good people to lean on, Uh, you know, and Ken and I've become really close and then Ken being one of those guys. Um, It's because I'm trying to grow this thing as well, but the money is not my driver either. Um, I have a different driver and mine is more of a servant, like a serving type of methodology where I want to build this thing up as much as I can so I can, donate X amount and serve X amount of millions of people doing these things. Cause that's more fulfilling for me. That's my legacy. Um, but in order to do that, I have to continue to be smarter. I owe it to myself, my family, my employees and my customers to continuously get smarter. Now you did this already. You're kind of doing it and you're continuing to grow. And like you said, you're in your infant phases, but along the way you wrote the book and you wrote the home service millionaire book. So I want to talk about that for a second. Um, when, when you decided to write the book, was there like something that happened where you're like, oh man, I'm going to write a book or was it just like, Hey man, be cool to have a book. I want to be an author. Um, or as Simon Sinek would say, an author, uh, <laughs> love Simon Sinek, by the way, uh, starts with why badass loved it. Changed my life. Um, changed the way I view running a company. That's for sure. Um, but did what, like what got you into wanting to write that book in the first, like one of that question. And then when I know you go down a tangent and you forget my second question, second question is going to be, um, what has that done for you since? Because I have a feeling that you've probably gotten lots of people that have reached out to you and saying, thanks, man, I appreciate this or that and things along the way. It's got to make you feel good. But like what caused you to write the book? And then what are some of the cool things that have happened to you since writing the book? Yeah, you know, the, the book was, uh, I started writing some of these ideas down and I'm like, you know, I wish I had something like this. And it, it just started to become as I started to think about the guest people I was going to have write it. And I said, I want to know more about this. I want to know more about this, you know, home advisor. So I had the CEO of home advisor, uh, Smith, come on, Dave Smith, you, you know, everything that I wanted, I got the guest speakers. And then I put all my ideas and, uh, you know, sales, sales is the, the cure all. Uh, sales ultimately derives marketing. If you do a percentage of sales and advertising, 
you know, as long as you spend it in the right spots. So, so I came up with an idea and I wrote it down and then there was more and more. And trust me, it was not organized. That's why I needed help because it was like, okay, you'd skip to this topic. I'd have these daily things like, man, why didn't somebody, I need this all in one book. And then I read a couple of books and I'm like, this could have been a three page essay. Why the hell did this become a book? They've got all this filler crap in there. So I wanted to make it straight to the point, lots of great things, some funny stories. And then I, you know, with all the contributions, it really helps. So I wrote the book just because I wanted a book. If you would have handed me this book, literally when I started the business, it would have been a, an incubator for me. It would have been a lot faster to get here. Um, especially knowing I'm reading it for my future self. <laughs> right, 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 um, right. So there's that piece. And then as far as what it's done is the book has really helped out the podcast. The podcast has helped out the book. So they lean off of each other. I've done a lot of keynote speeches since then. But more importantly, I kind of got off a little bit sidetracked. And I've learned this this year especially, I always recommend the one thing by Gary Keller in the book Essentialism is I don't do home warranty work anymore. I don't do as much public speaking. I don't do as much coaching. I got this beast and I got one thing to focus on. I don't do commercial. I don't, there's so many opportunities. They're popping up all the time. And I learned, don't say no, but just don't say today. Right, right, so you right. know what? I might be able to get to that next year, but right now this is my focus. And I don't mind helping out doing podcasts I love because I get these calls, I get these emails, these Facebook messages and people go, you've saved my marriage. You've saved, I'm, I'm a better dad because of you. I'm a better mother because of you. And when you impact people's lives for the few hours it takes a week, that's a passion. And one thing I can tell you is I'm super passionate about what I do. No. If I'm not passionate, there's no life in it. I'm just like deflated. <laughs> so that's really what it's done for me is it's given me a little bit of a stage. I had this guy call me yesterday, small, 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 small company, two employees. And he said, dude, I aspire to just be more like you and the guests on the podcast. And I said, dude, let me just tell you a problem I had today. I went into this 10, 10 minute problem. And I said, no matter how big you are, there's just different challenges, different sizes. You know, I had a guy walk out yesterday. He said, this is unorganized. I was told four weeks, it's going to be six weeks. I heard that story. It broke me a little bit. And I said, but then I called my manager and I said, I'm really happy we're having problems. He goes, what do you mean? He, I guess I said, we've been problem free for four months. Makes me feel special when I can solve something. <laughs> but uh, I walked next door at the apartments because they're all staying there. And I had the guy a hundred bucks. I said, here, guys, I'm really sorry. We've been unorganized this whole Corona thing. We had laid off a few people. We brought a bunch of people back way more. We just, you know, 30 people in the last two weeks. I said, buy yourself some pizzas and beers guys. And tomorrow I'm going to apologize in person because you guys don't deserve to be in this we're supposed to be corporate here, all organized, the mothership at the grade A1, Tommy Mello. I said, look, I let you guys down. I take personal responsibility and I'm going to make it up to you guys. The beer and pizza is just, just for the night. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> they appreciated it. Well, I think it's, um, you know, and, and you have far, far more. I mean, if you're, if you're at 20,000, some odd downloads, like that's, that's awesome, dude. So kudos to you. Cause obviously you don't get that without putting out great, great content. Um, but the fact that you, um, you know, you mentioned the people reaching out to you saying that they, you saved my marriage, dude, like that's real shit. Like that's, that's as personal as it gets. And the, and it's cool. If I'm you, these are the things that give me goosebumps. Um, I don't know that I've had somebody reach out to me and say, you saved my marriage. 
Um, but I had, have, have had customers reach out to me and say, you saved my business. And I look at it the same way because they're married, they have kids, they have employees who have kids, and I have take on a responsibility of if they're going to pay me money to bring in lead volume for them, I take that very personal because I know that I could help or hurt that company, which means their employees, their staff, their things like that. So um, getting that, that recognition back for helping somebody to me is awesome. And that sounds like what the book has done that for you. And then you're probably just giving one of many, many, you know, examples I'm guessing. Yeah. You know, it really feels good. I always tell people, and I heard a guy, a good buddy of mine, Josh Latimer, he was on a guest panel and, and he basically said this and I kind of made it my own, but look, we all go into business with huge hopes, big aspirations uh, to be something bigger and better. We make a lot of promises to our wives, our families, or vice versa, our husbands, uh, for, for the, uh, you know, there's different homeowners. The home service business is typically men because we, we start out as technicians and then get into the field. But there's a lot of, uh, of ladies out there that are doing an amazing Absolutely. job. But uh, you start out with an obligation, right? You, you make promises. You say, look, this is going to make my lives better. You see, I've noticed it in a lot of marriages, and I'm not married and never been, but the husband needs to be kind of a rock. You know, they'll take a little bit less pay for good insurance. You know, the, the more stable they could be, the better. And when you take on a business, you take on a lot of, a lot of, you're leveraging yourself. You're taking on a lot of chances because the chances are against you when you start a business. But a lot of times I say this, you owe it to your family to do the best you could. You promised them your time would be freed up. Not, not 24 seven, not every single day. You promised them. You know, I tell people, if I was to pay for this trip, Chris, I'm going to take you to Hawaii. I'm going to take you, Paul. We're going. I'm taking your whole families, the kids. We're going. We're taking the dog. We're taking <laughs> everybody. I'm paying for the alcohol. I'm paying for the food, the volcano tour, the helicopter, the swim with the dolphins. But you don't get to look at your business for a month. When we fly back, how does your business look? I'm going to tell you this. We're probably going to grow 10% without me. Sometimes the owner gets in the way. I've got a lot of ideas, and I'm focused on marketing because I love it and sales. I'm a sales driver, but my business gets better sometimes when I leave. Get this guy out of the freaking way. And I just think this, I think you've got an obligation. You started this business, your wife, your kids don't know you shit. Don't make them answer the phones. Don't make them work for you. Let them do what they, let them dream what they want to dream, but you owe it to them to build a business that runs itself. It's called creating wealth, not being rich, creating wealth when you're asleep. And I just think a lot of us got us ass backwards. How can my wife support me? What can my kids do to support me? They didn't get into business. You did. Right. Pretty emotional about this because I hear it all the time. And I'm like, dude, give me a freaking break. Don't ask, you know, what's in it for them. Don't ask what's in it for me. Yeah. I love this dude. Well, you, I want to, I want to backtrack on something because you, you've mentioned it quite a few times and uh, talking about like Ara with service with uh, service Titan and, um, and your buddy at home advisor. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, but t talking about partnerships in general, um, as good as you are, bro, you can't do it on, on your own either. So you got to have these strategic partnerships. Now, here's one thing that, that uh, I want the listeners to hear loud and clear. Something that I've faced quite a bit in 12 years because typically I'm one of those partners in someone's business. Um, perfect example, like a Gettle. Um, Gettle is a massive, you know, $150 million you know, plumbing and air conditioning company. Um, he's got big, you know, big aspirations to you know, blow this thing up, and he will. It's Ken. I know he will. But he has not always had 
the same strategic partnerships. So one thing that will happen is, and you tell me, you, you can completely disagree with me, man, but I've heard it time and time again, is that sometimes the loyalty gets in the way. And here's what I mean, is sometimes there's other partners that can take you further, but you're so loyal to this one that you get stuck there with that particular vendor or partnership. So things that we've run into um, as an internet marketing company, you know, for, like I said, you know, our, the majority of our customers being HVAC, plumbing, electrical, is we've never had to market ourselves because we work with multiple manufacturers who push us and offer co-op and help pay for it and things like that. So we've never had to market ourselves. But I've been doing this for the trades for 12 straight years and only this. We're good, but we track everything. So we're analytical nerds too. So we track data. So, but there's a lot of, now there's like, you know, there's lots of companies that pop up along the way. When I came in, I'm almost like an OG in the digital marketing space for the trades. So, um, but whether it be a, uh, you know, a, a supplier of some sorts for you, do you believe that you don't just have to stick, you don't stick with just the same vendors? Do you believe that even though things are going good with them, that you should also be continuing to look at other players to see if somebody's doing it better and be willing to make that change, even though you have a loyalty with this maybe guy has been with you for like five, six, seven years? So I guess to, to wrap that up is, do you believe that you shouldn't just get complacent with your partners, that you should be always always be looking for maybe the next best thing? Yeah, in a certain, a certain respect to that. So number one, um, always, we, we have a, a whole system that we shop our insurance, our workman's comp. We definitely are looking, uh, do I believe SEO, pay-per-click, everything, absolutely. Every one of our advertisers, I've, I, I, I've got 4,300 call tracking numbers. I keep them honest. I tell them exactly the ROI. Love it. I know. And they go, they, they shit their pants. They go, well, no, no, no. But the Google gets more credit. And I'm like, no, no, no. Google does it. Dude, here's the thing. I'm comparing Clipper, Valpac, Money Mailers, Royal Gold, you and your home, welcome home. Let me show you <laughs> the exact analysis. I'll send you the report. So, so, you know, that they can't argue with the facts. Uh, I, I can tell you another thing. Um, uh, I try to shop. I can't shop service Titan because I don't think there's many people that can keep up with service Titan. And, and unfortunately I don't like that. Uh, I partnered up with a manufacturer They've got 78 distribution centers. The next best one has 28. So it's hard when they make themselves unreplaceable, they've done well. Right. Now it scares me a little bit because where's they the pressure and raise the price. I'm kind of like, yeah, man. Well, uh, you, you know, that's why I do them a lot of favors and I get them on the podcast <laughs> and I, I praise them and I'm like, Hey, you owe me one. Just don't raise my price. Yeah. But you're being but, a good partner by doing that too. So you're reciprocating that. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately you should have it in a standard operating procedure, in a manual, in a place that actually gets used, not dusty. That I'm going, and I tell people straight up, "Hey, Chris, here's the how. Here's how I do it. Not only am I going to shop you, this is what's going to happen, and I lay it all out. I put it in an email so they know and they acknowledge it. Acknowledgement that they've got it and a signature is amazing. What it does <laughs> to people in your mindset. But I'd say straight up, for example, right now. I get my trucks done. We do it all of ourselves. We do all the welding. We've got these beautiful, beautiful spring containers. And just my trucks are so amazing. I mean, I love them because my guys, we got 20 guys together. We designed them and they just, they're flawless. But we can't keep up with our workers. So I'm, I got 20 people coming by to quote me. And I'm going to say it's a blind bid. 
And then I'm going to say, but just so you know, boom, 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 boom is coming. Oh, you know him? Oh, I heard he's good too. Boom, boom. And they're like, <laughs> and I'm not cheap. I'm after quality. I want three things. I want it done right. And I want it done on my timeline. And I want it done affordably. But usually I tell people they want it done fast. They want it done right. They want it done cheap. Pick two out of the three is what you get. <laughs> it's hard to get all three. So I'd rather have it done right and on my timeline and pay a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. You got to do that because what happens is even your best friend, you don't lock your doors at night to keep the good people out or the bad people out. You lock your doors to keep the good people out. The best people in the world, if they know you're just going to say, shop me, every one of my contractors shop me every time on everything. That's fine. I'm going to come give you the best I got, but keep me honest because I'm going to keep all of you honest. Yeah, dude, I think that it makes sense to do those things. Um, we're no different. You know, we have vendors and we have some we have some vendors that we use. We all have strategic partnerships that we use. But it's it's my responsibility to keep looking for the best alternatives, which ultimately is what's best for my customer and my employees. So if if I do right by my employees, say from the HR the HR arm and down. Um, if I do whatever's best for them, they're going to do whatever's best for the customers. It's like this beautiful little circle. But it is my job to continue to search for what's, is there something out there that's better? Is there a better call tracking number vendor that I could use that gives, you know, gives me the same quality, but for less money that I can pass on? Like, I'm always constantly trying to find new things. Now, it's your world's a little different on the garage side because really some of those have a monopoly in the situation. So I could see where your concern would be on like a, 7,800 drops down to 2,800. That's a, that's a big difference. So it would be, it, that would be a harder scenario for you. But I think the point I'm trying to get across to the listeners is don't get complacent with who you got. If they're doing a great job, you're getting a good return on investment. And you know that for a fact, you're getting a good cost per lead. I'm talking new lead, not a, you know, a, not a, a lead is a brand new uh, bookable service or install lead or whatever you want to call it, you know, repair lead, not a past customer referral, a legit lead. If you're getting a good cost per lead, then yes, you stick with them. But that doesn't mean you don't continue to look for something to see if there is a better option. So that was a point I was getting at with it is as you grow, I think that you owe it to yourself and to your employees to, uh, to do those things. So what I want to piggyback into now is we talked about a lot of the good things that happen with your with your business, um, you know, and the fact that you're continuing to grow and going from 10 to potentially 17, you know, states and on your way to your billion dollars. What is it right now that scares the shit out of you with your business? Like what today are you like, man, I'm a little nervous about this or scared because listen, guys, even the best business owners and the toughest guys get scared about shit. Okay. Like get nervous about something. And that actually lights a fire in you. I think you have to constantly have that piece of, you don't want to get complacent, but what is it man right now that scares the shit out of you? Yeah. There's a long list. If I think about <laughs> it, I, I, I tend to focus on my strengths and kind of the positive, but I'll tell you, number one, we are very leveraged on Google. Um, they change their algorithm, their PPC apparatus changes, a Google local services gets bombarded. Uh, that would really disrupt our business, number one. So I'm really trying to uh, not rely on them. I'm trying to rely on relationships. Relationships are recession-proof, uh, number one. Yep. Number two, something that slips through the cracks. And when you're our size, one truck not being insured and killing somebody, well, we've got insurance, but it we've got a coverage over the coverage. You can never be too much insured because shit happens as you get bigger. Sure. Like, you know. But, but one wrong thing slips through the cracks, uh, drinking and driving at night or, you know, we've got a lot of precautions, but that scares me. Uh, 
you know, this whole Corona thing, I got to tell you, I'm the rock of the business. And I was like, we're going to make this through. And I was, I was like, guys, you better freaking believe if I got to go run jobs again, we are making it through this shit. And I was the rock, but there was about three days there that I was like, what if a tank starts going through the roads and we go on like true lockdown and like, I'm like, give me the damn virus. I don't care. You can't shut down the country. We're not built for this. And I'm not going to get all political. But I, here's one thing I will say. If you don't have a business, shut the hell up. Because you have no right to t- stay in your damn house if you want. But shut the hell up about everything else. I'm sorry that your grandma died. But look, my mom's going to die. I'm going to die. My kids are going to die. Everybody's going to die. So let's do the best we can. Keep our immune systems up. Get our sleep. Drink a lot of water. And try to wear a mask. I, okay, that's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I do think just the, the world of unknown, no one's been here. It's uncharted charted territory. Yeah. But here's the thing I like about that. It's a negative because I'm a little bit concerned about the country and rapid inflation and loaning $10 trillion from the Federal Reserve. But the good news is there's going to be a shit ton of losers. I know I'm going to be a winner. And I guess what? The millennials that are getting raised right now, that are, I'm a millennial. I'm right on the edge of it. But I'm going to take all the money. They're, they're idiots. Most of them don't know how to manage money. They never learn about money in school. I didn't learn about money. I learned about it the hard the hard knocks life and reading profit first and learning these books. So ultimately, they're going to inherit a lot of money from baby boomers, and I'm going to be there to take it all. So. <laughs> awesome. So Amazing. I think that um, also in this situation that uh, when this whole COVID thing happens, and honestly, I'm getting so sick even talking about it, but it is what it is. Um, that alone did create fear. And if you froze, if you froze and didn't do anything, you just learned a valuable lesson on what you can't do moving forward. Um, you know, previous podcasts we talk about, you know, you kind of see what somebody's made of when their back's against the wall, like truly against the wall. Well, in this situation, man, your character really shows and who you, what you're about and who you are as a human being really shows when your back's against the wall. But um, the, uh, you know, it, when you get put in this situation, you know, for some of our listeners, they really had to drain through a lot of cash flow. So even if they had cash reserve, which is great, you know, they were good stewards of their money and their business. Um, if you were to give some advice to, um, you know, to any of our listeners, let's just say hypothetically, like these guys are like thin cash. Okay. Thin cash to no cash. And this is happening quite a bit right now. Thin cash, to no cash. You know, they've got, you know, they've got their family to support. And even if they're like a one truck truck, right? They got, it's just them, but they got a family to support. If they got no cash, you know, leads are super slow. Do you have a suggestion on what you would do to, to help them try and like turn this thing around? I got something on my desk right here. Uh, look, I'm innovative. I, I'm one of those guys that I'm going to do whatever I can to survive. That's why I'm asking you this question, dude. <laughs> These are handwritten. They look handwritten at least. You see, and yep. they're, they're, See how this works. These are post-it notes. Russ here with A1 Garage Doors. I just wanted, I just did some work at your neighbor's house. I was hoping I could tune up your door and maybe replace your bottom rubber where all those nasty bugs get in. We cut our price significantly for neighbors and family and friends. Please let me know if you need my service. Russ with his number. Well, this is a call tracking number to the call center that he gets credit for. This is, go back to your roots. Sweat equity, man. You know, at the end of the day, here's the thing. This is the time to get busy, fix the processes, start. You focus on every client you get. You make sure you get people buy from who they like and trust. You spend more time. Cut your average technician's time in half. So you're only running two jobs instead of four. Number one, number two, focus on conversion rates. Make sure every call that comes in, you're going to be the guy that you transfer to me if you can't book it. 
Mr. So-and-so, Mr. Chris, listen, our guys are fighting right now. We're fighting for our families. Listen, we want to earn your business. Please give us the, give us the opportunity to get out there. Start thinking outside. Uh, use Groupon. Use Living Social. Make a deal of the day. Do things that are you only pay for it if you get it. Come out with a Yelp deal that's killer. Go on Angie's list. Do the things that you used to do when you first started. Go to your church. Say, guys, walk out there. Hand waters out. Say, listen, we're still doing garage doors right now. We're one of those essential services. We need your help. Think back to when you were the, the, the grassroots. The, the, the old school stuff that still works. I call up favors and I'm like, man, I, I got to tell you, it, if, we're, if we're in a rut, I go on Facebook. I go up to 5,000 and it keeps... Every time I post something political, I lose 20 friends. So it's perfect because I keep loading back up. But, uh, but, but, you know, I need help, guys. Get on social media. You know, you, you said your friends and, and work with Gary Vaynerchuk. That guy's the king of it. Right. You know, you look at, you know, I'm building a TikTok account. <laughs> I, it's stupid, but, you know, I'm doing things innovative that no one else is doing. I got LinkedIn Stacker, this thing that goes out and finds potential customers and sets up meetings. Right now is the time to be working on your business. We're automating everything. We're building the kinks. Everything's performance pay too. Forget anything but performance pay. Uh, I got to tell you, we're automated. The day that we said everybody work from home, we said, check out your computers. We want the serial numbers you're responsible for them. Plug and play. They went home. We didn't skip a beat. Is your business set up to work from home? Now, that's one thing. We were ready for something like this. We weren't ready for a virus, but we were like, we were ready for at-home agents. The technology stack, we use Dialpad, which is uh, connected into Service Titan. Right. Yep. Uh, I, I just say, look, and, and my, my answers are so long-winded. I'm sorry. I just get so excited. I'm passionate yeah, about this it. stuff. But, it's perfect. You know, get into it. Like, think about your business. Think about your relationships. Think about what you could leverage. I'd be going, look, my mom used to knock door, door to door when she sold real estate. My, my buddies would always be like, your mom was just here. Like, Shut up, dude. But uh you know, she went out there, she made it. She'd go door to door. She stopped at every FISBO for sale by owner. Yep. And she she hustled. And that's the difference. Are you willing to hustle? You get a stack of business cards. You better have that whole stack given out by the end of the week. I tell all my guys, I'll give you unlimited business cards. You're called tracking number. You get 8% of anything that comes through that phone number. You are my marketing source. You hand it out. You're my recruiters. You guys are my boots on the ground. Let's do this. And you got to go back to your roots, man. So what I heard, what I heard loud and clear was get back to basics. A little sweat equity never hurt anybody. But if you're hurting, you know, you can either sit home or you can go to door to door. And by the way, when he says I worked for your neighbor, that doesn't mean they need to be your direct neighbor or your neighbor down the block. It could be the community neighbor or the two community over a neighbor. So like stretch that thing out, right? Like that's your neighbor too, right? <laughs> I got this thing I use. It's handwritten cards. Okay. So I'll ask, Hey, Chris, could I ask you a favor? Were you happy with the install? Dude, Tommy, you guys, you hit every everything from the, the, the phone call to when the door got installed to even the after survey. Just super pleased I left you guys a review. Let me ask you something. If I wrote a letter and you agreed with it, would you mind if I sent it to the neighbors? And it's a handwritten letter. There's a big CNC machine that writes the letter and it says, hey, Chris here over on Baker Street. You guys might know me. You've probably seen my new garage door. They did an amazing job, A1 Garage Doors. Because they're trying to, we're trying to uplift the whole neighborhood, increase our curb appeal, increase the values of our home right now. That they're doing a special for any of my neighbors. Definitely advise to use these guys, dude. I give the guy a fifty dollars gift card. He's happier than a pig and shit. Yeah. You're getting a referral with a big sign out in the front. They're they're driving by like, dude, it's for real. That was the garage door. <laughs> these are out of the box thinking that no one's doing. And here's the deal. I'll tell everybody. 
you want to get in shape, eat a little healthier, work out, drink water, get some sleep. No one's going to fuck. No one's going to do it. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell them everything I'm doing here. Check this out. Copy these, do everything I'm doing. Good luck. You're not going to do it. I'll tell you, come into my <laughs> office, find out everything we're doing. If you're a garage or company, come copy me, come hang out for a week, camp out here. I'll give you an apartment to stay at. Good luck. The thing is you tell these people, there's only about 2% of the people that are doers that will actually go do it. You got it, man. Like, listen, I can't so tell true. you how many conversations exactly like this we have had on this podcast where we're sharing so many things, but 98%, like you just said, end up doing nothing with it. And that is the differentiator. So, um, listen, man, I really appreciate your time and, um, and obviously congrats on, on the success of the company. I'm anxious to watch. I look forward to watching it. Hopefully this is the beginning of a new friendship between you and myself. Um, I'd love to come down there once, uh, once I get the opportunity to come check out the, uh, come check out the pad. See you come out, on. man. We'll go out to a happy hour. Uh, do you drink? Uh, yes, I do. Well, okay. I was just making <laughs> yes, sure. Yes, I do. I barely do it all. Ken know? and I, Ken and I shared some margaritas on Cinco de Mayo live on the air here. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'd love to be a part of that, man. Well, listen, I got to tell you guys, um, I love what you're doing. I think it's huge. Just Thank the you. fact that you're able to get in front of these people and put the message out there. The more of us that do it, the better. Uh, if there's one piece of advice I tell people is find somebody like Ken. Ken's an open book. You can go visit him. He'll show you his shop. He tries to help out the big guy, the small guy. Yep. There's a hundred thousand people like that. You just got to call them, tell them you respect them. Say you want to be the student. They, they're all trying to give back. Yep. You will get more out of visiting a shop outside of where you live. Make it a trip. than you'll ever do it in your backyard. So I try to do a trip like this every three months. I just go ask questions. I come back with a book of notes yep. and, and you'll never see anything incubate or, or propel your company so much faster than going and spending a three day trip to somewhere and find, find the mother love. Don't find somebody. Don't ever act like the company you want to become. Don't get on a CRM for the next year. Get on service tight because you know, you're going to grow into it. I hate companies that say, well, right now we're going to use a small SEO company because it's 200 bucks a month. Let me tell you something, Chris, if you're paying 200 bucks for SEO, you're getting a, bullshit <laughs> an invoice anyway, i already i an can invoice. go out all day man i no, appreciate it. you gave some really good advice there um and i appreciate you sharing that you're right uh don't be afraid to reach out people genuinely want to help and in all these big players you think might not want to give you the time of day actually do the exact opposite they have big hearts they want to help they want to serve they want to do those things so yeah good thanks for bringing that up so again tommy i appreciate you brother um anybody that's listening to if you want to get a hold of tommy's book the home service millionaire you can go to homeservicemillionaire.com forward slash free um he you will get the book for free you just gotta pay for the shipping which is like a measly nine bucks no that doesn't go in tommy's pockets what it costs to ship so don't be a cheap ass so if you want to order that, well, go ahead and put the link in the um, in with the podcast as well to make it easy for you. Um, again, check out his podcast, the Home Service Expert Podcast. Um, it's really good. Obviously, he's got a shitload of episodes on there about anything you can think of he has on there except for uh, Chris from Rhino, which is probably coming soon. Um, it is. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Revisited. Revisited, baby. No, I appreciate you, dude. Um, congrats. It's fun to watch you grow, dude. I look forward to a continuing relationship with you. And to our listeners, hopefully you had some really good takeaways from this. Um, again, Tommy's one of these guys that if you had some questions, you missed something, you wanted to dig a little deeper, sounds like you connect with him and he'd be more than happy to help you out. So to, uh, listeners, thanks again for always listening to, uh, the podcast, tall Paul. It's always good to have you on here, Tommy. Thanks again, brother. And Thank listen, you. it is, uh, about that time for us to, uh, oh gosh, it's almost happy hour time. So to all our listeners, thanks again until next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to, to the point. We hope you enjoyed this episode. 
please consider leaving us a review in the App Store. And don't forget to share with your friends. Till next time, kick some ass.